0: This is First Date Stories, the podcast, the show where women in their late 30s, 40s, 50s, and beyond talk all about the first dates they've been on, from the wildly successful to the completely disastrous and everything in between. Here's your host, Jody Klein, founder of FirstDateStories.com. Here's a question for you. How would you handle it if the man you were out on a first date with, who you probably only recently met, shared all sorts of details with you about his backstory? What he told you turned out to be atypical or really complicated, and it's clear he's got a lot of baggage. And I'm not talking about the Samsonite kind. That was a conundrum that my guest this episode faced. Her name is Teresa. She's in her late 50s and hasn't been married, but she's a seasoned dater, so she knows a lot about the ins and outs of dating. And yet she learned even more after her date with Jeff. Here's Teresa's first date story. Hello and welcome to the podcast. Hi.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: So delighted to have you today on the podcast to tell us a story about
1: your first date with
0: Jeff. Jeff. Before we get into the details about your date, let's talk a bit about your backstory.
1: I am 58. I'm a brand strategist and my background is design. So I am single. I've never been married. I've had long-term relationships. But now, you know, partly because I am 58, I think it's maybe time to have a more permanent one. And let's get into the details of the date that we're here to talk about. So I met Jeff on J-Date, and what I remember is that I received an email with the subject line, I took one look, and then I opened the email and it said, and I knew I had to meet you. It was very forward.
0: That gets a girl's attention. Yeah,
1: yeah. (laughs) And he seemed like a really good guy. Um, We emailed back and forth for a little bit, and... Then we spoke, and as it turns out, he was a photographer. And of course, you never know someone's name, but it started seeming like maybe our lives would overlap or did overlap at some point. And I realized that, in fact, he worked with my business partner on a project. He was a rather well-known photographer. How in the world did you figure this out? When he finally told me his name. You saw photos of him. Yeah. When when my business partner worked with him, I didn't know what he looked like, right? Right. So, And what's really funny is that he had grown a beard to do online dating because he thought that would give him some anonymity, which I think is really amusing because what does a beard do in terms of anonymity? Like pretty much nothing. (laughs) Can't see past the beard. No, 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 no. (laughs) So let's just say I was curious. We set up a date. He showed up. And, of course, looked different because he did not have the beard that he had online. <sighs> so he was a really sweet, funny, interesting guy. And he was the only person I had met who had their own business. I didn't know everyone I knew worked for companies. So it was immediately, like professionally, it was it was really interesting. He suggested that we go to a small... French neighborhood restaurant and he showed up and I thought oh he doesn't have a beard and that's when he told me that he shaved his beard because he had only grown it to do the online dating because he thought it would be would give him anonymity really which is really interesting and he showed up with a jacket And I'm just a casual person, so I was surprised he had like a nice dinner jacket. Yeah, like a dinner jacket on. Blazer. Oh my God, he's yeah, he's he's too formal, and I don't. It makes me feel too formal and uncomfortable. Anyway, he was really a wonderful guy. We immediately began talking about um, photography and his business and how um, how funny it was that. I knew of him. So, and then he started telling me about his family. He had a four-year-old and an eight-year-old. And at that time, I thought, you know, I don't have kids. I think dating someone with kids might be tough. I've since changed my feeling about that. I think dating a father is a truly beautiful thing. I think fathers you know, what they, what they experience in their lives is really wonderful. And I think in some ways it's akin to some of the things that they are called upon to do with their significant other. Like he had a daughter. So the way that he took care of his daughter was similar to the way that he would, you know, ultimately be with me. Right. Although he was kind of unusual because he said he gave his daughter bubble baths with rose petals. That girl is never going to be able to find a guy. (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) so, um, (laughs) So, but at the time
0: of the date, you were thinking you were not interested in dating a man with children.
1: Yeah, I wasn't sure. And then the story got a little bit more complex. He told me that his wife woke up one day and said, I have to tell you, I am in love with Sam. And Jeff said, Sam, like Sam, Sam, like our son's teacher, Sam, who's going through a sex change like that, Sam. (laughs) So she said, yes, I don't care what sex he is. I am in love with him. And what was really sad, and I realized why this guy is such a good guy, is that the reason that they knew Sam is because the other parents had, re- had rejected him because here's their, you know, kid's teacher going through a sex change. But Jeff and his wife had supported him and had befriended him. So my heart went out to this guy. I thought, I don't know that I want to go out with him. But wow. Definitely S- wow. Yeah. It's not a story you hear every day. Mm-hmm. So, uh... I listened to the rest of the story. And what basically happened is that this guy, Sam, also had two kids. He was married to another, to a woman. And um, they wound up, you know, Jeff's ex-wife and Sam wound up getting married. And there were two kids from Jeff's family and two kids from Sam's family. And I thought, you know what? this guy is a really good guy. You're judging the fact that this is such a bizarre situation and you don't know if you want to be a part of it. But the truth is he's handled it so well because anyone else probably would have freaked and been angry about it. But I realize this is what I want. You know, I want a good guy who can deal with this, deal with the tough stuff, which everyone is going to experience. Right. right. Um, and he clearly was an amazing dad and a good ex. And he shared all of that with you at the first date? Mm-hmm. That is a lot to share on a first date. It was clearly something that was important to him at that time. Yeah, I definitely want to hear it. I think it just tells you a lot about someone. What happened when dinner finished? a little bit awkward, I recall, because he clearly didn't want the evening to end and said, hey, why don't I show you some of these prints that I had talked to him about, some of his black and white prints. And I did want to see them, but they weren't at his studio, they were at his house. At his house. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize that. So we went to his house. You got in his car. No, I went, got in my car. He got in his car. I followed him and went to his house. Walked in and I saw a flowered couch. Circa 1960s? Like a white couch with big splashes of flowers. I'm a designer. He's a photographer. What is he doing with a flowered couch? I thought, I can't, I, I don't even get this. And he said, well, you know... It is kind of crazy, but my wife is British, so it's a different, it's a different aesthetic. And I thought, okay, I can forgive him.
0: So the wife left, but but did not take the flowered couch with
1: her? No, she did not take the flowered couch with her. I see. No. And then I didn't want to stay too long. And I wound up, um, you know, in the driveway, you know, saying I wanted to go, but he wanted to make more plans Um, Kind of, you know, pressed me and I thought, okay, I do, I do like him. I think he's a really good guy. And, And I was attracted to him, beard or no beard. And he kissed me goodnight in a way that I don't think anybody had ever kissed me before. It was like incredibly passionate. Like this was not a guy who went through life just, you know, kind of subtly feeling things. You could tell that he, just everything that he felt was very powerful. And I could also see that what he felt for me was really strong. It was a little bit odd because I think he felt that just looking at my photograph. And what he said, he later said, if he had met me while he was married, it probably would have broken up his marriage. Whoa. Yeah. Which should I go on? I don't want to. Take that responsibility, but he kissed me goodnight, and I left thinking, "Wow, that was a quite an interesting date." Oh, and also when I left, I saw him, like his hand was kind of on his mouth, and he told me, I think the next time we went out, that his lips tingled for like the next twenty four hours. <laughs> like what? <laughs> I have never heard that before. one, well, neither had I. I thought it was a little bit bizarre. <laughs> this is a very um, he passionate... felt, felt a guy. lot. He felt a yes. lot. He yeah. is very
0: in tune with what's around him and his yeah. sensory system. I
1: also think I had never met anyone who was so present. Like, I think, sitting across from him, I felt like every atom of this guy's body is here right now, like looking at me, like almost looking through me. He was so sensitive to everything he was hearing and seeing that he, there were certain things that he picked up on that most people wouldn't, and certainly not a guy. I kind of like those guys who sort of, you know, the emotional type, not necessarily a guy's guy. So that was a really nice date. You went home, and
0: the next day, what happened?
1: I got an email the next day saying that it was an amazing evening and we should do it again. And I thought, oh, we'll just, we'll figure out when. But there was an email like, let's do it, you know, two days from now. What about this? And what about, you know, he was already making plans.
0: That made you feel how? Yeah, I was still
1: still feeling a little bit funky about the the Mm ex-wife situation and wondering how that would work out.
0: A lot to digest.
1: A lot to digest.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Did you go out with him? Mm Mm-hmm. What happened with the
1: two of you after your second date? We became a couple. However, I will say that we were more immediately a couple in his mind than in my mind. And what I remembered is from, did you ever see that movie Crossing Delancey? I did. Well, if I remember correctly, the granddaughter asked her grandmother about the pickle man. Amy
0: Irving, yes, asked about the pickle man.
1: And the grandmother said, ah, this guy guy just kept bringing me flowers and chocolates and he just was unrelenting and the granddaughter i guess amy irving said so what'd you do and the grandmother said i married him i decided that anyone who loved me this much would treat me really well i will tell you i did not marry him but he did truly love me. And I ultimately realized that you, you can't tell the heart what to feel. And what I felt was not equal to what he felt. And I think I never, even though he was a wonderful guy, probably never would. But that took a year to really come to that. It wasn't easy. Clearly. mm
0: But you had to be true to your heart. Is there anything that you haven't shared
1: as a takeaway that you like to from this date you had with Jeff? You know, I think that I now have a really different perspective on divorced men. I think initially I thought it was overly complicated. And now I realize dating divorced men is better than dating men who have never been married. And I now only date divorced men, and I find that they are generally much more willing to compromise because they've had to. And and men who have had kids have certainly had to. And they've learned. I think they've just learned a lot. And someone else has trained them.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You haven't had to do that. Yeah,
1: yeah. So the other thing, so that's one thing. The other thing that I came away with is the feeling that it doesn't really matter what their situation is. The question is how have they dealt with that situation? Because although his scenario with his ex and, you know, falling in love with the son's teacher going through the sex change, although that was not easy, the way that he dealt with it was so amazing that made all the difference in the world. So one of the things that I now try to find out is whether a guy gets along well with his ex. Because if he does, not only does it say a lot about him, but your life will be easier. That's... I actually think it speaks volumes. Yes. And how do you do that? How do you find out? I try to very subtly ask. You can usually tell. You know, because people were, like, if somebody if somebody speaks poorly of their ex, it doesn't speak well of them. Mm-hmm. If you know? they're
0: bashing her.
1: Yeah, yeah. And granted, I only get the male side, which is unfair, because who knows what the female side is, the ex's side. I mean, who, you know, I have no idea. Um, but having said that, I think that if they, if they present it in a fair way, then that it's likely that when they're with you, they'll do the same. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So I approach dating a little bit differently now um, to the degree that I can. Before I actually meet someone, I try to have no expectations. And I think, okay, this is someone who could potentially be a mate, but if they're not, Maybe they could be, you know, a business associate, or maybe I could just learn something from them. And I really have. I mean, it's been fascinating, all the different types of people I've met. And I now feel like there's something to be gained from every human interaction. And if I'm going to be doing these dates, then I better take something away from each one. And I do. I do. That's fantastic. You're not wasting your time. No, no. And if you go into it feeling that you are, it's not going to be very much fun. Thank you for sharing the story
0: and what you took away from it. I've enjoyed it.
1: Yeah, I have too. Thank you.
0: What's your take on this first date story? Do you have thoughts about it? Maybe you had a flashback to a date you went on once. We want to hear from you please go to first date stories forward slash podcast to post your comments connect with other women and listen to more episodes while you're on the website make sure to check out the articles about dating longer and later in life if you have a memorable first date story that you want to share with other women please go to first date forward slash share and tell us about it we might invite you to be a guest on a future podcast episode, or to publish a short story you've written about your date on our website. After all, that's what firstdatestories.com is all about, creating a place for women to share our stories and connect around our dating experiences. And now for The Legalese. This podcast is for general information and entertainment purposes only, and is not intended as professional advice for our listeners we suggest that you always consult with your own personal coaches and advisors. First Date Stories does not recommend or endorse or object to the views or topics expressed on this podcast. Also, the names of the guests and the men who they've dated are often changed for privacy purposes. You can subscribe to this podcast at firstdatestories.com, iTunes, or wherever you find your podcasts. First Date Stories, the podcast, is produced and edited by Kim Paletti of Soundline Productions and is brought to you by Espoir Ventures. Thanks for listening. And keep going on those first dates because beyond your next first date may be the long-term love you are seeking.